Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I spend a lot of time wondering about where my kinks came from and wishing that I could just look into a crystal ball and find out where they all originated. Uh, who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a porn maker, and I've been thinking a lot these past couple of months about like the intersections of uh, kink and spirituality and how they fill kind of the same role in my life in many cases. Uh, and that's a whole complicated rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's a lot. Um, we're joined today by a very special guest who is a tarot reader, a blogger, and a self-professed dildo aficionado. Uh, please welcome Wendy Phillips. Hello, Wendy. Hi, I'm really excited to be here today. We are excited to have you. Um, so Wendy, if you don't know, writes this great blog called The Wench Works. And is that correct? I always emphasize the word wench in my head when I say it, but like, is that how you say it also? Yeah, I go, the wench works. <laughs> so yeah, okay. rather than like right. the wench works, like I didn't know like which one of those <laughs> is right. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about like how and why you decided to start your blog? Sure. Um, so um, a couple of years ago, I don't even remember how many years it's been so many. I was really depressed. I was sad. And something just said, I want to buy a sex toy. So I decided to look up sex toys online and I found um, a great blog by a girl named Epiphora. And mm. we love her. We, yep. we gotta love Epiphora. And I saw that and I was like, you know what? I've got to do this. This looks like so much fun. It made me feel so much better reading her reviews and laughing. Mm. And I decided that that was something I wanted to do too. So mm. before I knew it, I had um, a website. Yeah. I, I feel like it's so easy to feel really excited by the medium of sex toy reviewing when you read Epiphora. Like she mm -hmm. just sort of is doing such interesting things with that form. And it's really cool to see people like branching out from just sort of, you know, writing quote unquote normal reviews and, and kind of getting more personal with it or kind of a more interesting style. Um, but I noticed that uh, you've shifted the blog's focus somewhat uh, recently from sexuality to kind of like a more open-ended exploration of like mental health and magic and other topics. Mm -hmm. um, what made you want to make that change? Um, well, mental health has always been something that's been really important to me. I have always had a myriad of mental health issues. So when I was young, I decided I wanted to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I opened my blog that I didn't just want to talk about sex toys or hot takes about the sex community or whatever. I wanted to incorporate mental health. And then one day I was like, well, I also want to talk about tarot and magic, but I didn't want to create a whole another blog for that. So I was mm -hmm. like, just let's just put it on the winch works. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very much in line with how I think about my blog as well. Cause like, my feeling is if somebody finds you interesting as a writer and enjoys your voice and your opinions, like they're probably going to find other topics interesting as well when you cover them. So I think that's really cool that you, you know, allowed yourself to do that. And also mm -hmm. like mental health has huge impacts on sexuality. Like it, they are very much intersecting for many people. So. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. A, a good yeah, range absolutely. of topics. Um, but you do tarot reading, and um, one thing I noticed about your tarot offerings, which I haven't seen from a ton of other tarot readers, is a focus on, like, sexuality and kinks and, um, 
like attachment styles and like different, you know, aspects of relationships and sexuality. Um, I'm curious about like what made you want to combine that stuff with tarot and also like if there's anything that you've learned about your own sexuality through tarot. Um, well, what originally made me want to combine it was when I put it on my website, I didn't want to just say, I offer tarot readings, here they are. No, I wanted to kind of make it mesh. I wanted it to intersect with sexuality. So I had mm -hmm. to think, what are some questions that people could ask or people could benefit from hearing that involves sex and sexuality or mm -hmm. self-love and sexuality? Mm -hmm. And that is what kind of brought me to creating spreads specifically for that. And with tarot, oh my gosh, I love to say, you, unless you want to be red, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're ready to get red, do not go for tarot because the cards, they'll tell you the truth, whether you want it's the truth or you don't. Mm -hmm. um, so I have learned a lot about myself sexually, you know. I've asked the tarot cards before. I've asked them, what are the root of my kinks? Where do these kinks come from? I want to know more, deeper, than what mm -hmm. a therapist could tell me or what I could tell myself or figure out. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, you know, it really opened the door. And I thought other people would really like to um, have that opportunity to learn from, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it can be such deep healing work in a way to think about the roots of your kinks and your sexual proclivities because like so much of us spend our lives told not to talk about sex and like also told that uh the way that sex is supposed to work is you're not supposed to think about it too deeply you're just supposed to do it and it's mm -hmm. not supposed to require like mm -hmm. a lot of analysis or self-reflection and uh, I really think it's valuable to have time like your tarot sessions to like really reflect on this stuff because it's worth thinking about and it can be really enriching to think about it more deeply. Absolutely. I think that, you know, some people can feel a lot of guilt for their kinks depending on what the kink is. It could be as simple as, I don't know, spanking. I love how I say that simple, but for some that could be extreme. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, it could be a sim something as simple as spanking and wanting to know why do I like getting spanked? Where did this come from? And knowing that answer could really ease some of that guilt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I and like my understanding of tarot from talking to folks who do it is like, you know, there's this popular perception that it is like mystical in some way, or it's almost like consulting a psychic or something. And I think that whether or not you believe in that aspect of it, like it encourages self-reflection in a way that like very few other things do, I think. Like you, you have to think about how the cards, you know, make sense for you in your life. And in that process, you're thinking about whether what they're saying is true for you and and how you feel about all of that. Um, I'm wondering if you can speak to, yeah, that like self-reflective element of tarot. Mm -hmm. You definitely can. And you can, you can, with tarot, when you, it, it does require a lot of self-reflection because in my opinion, the cards, the way they speak to me might not speak to you the same way. If mm -hmm. I pull a card, it could say one thing for me and another thing for you. Even if I read it to you, you could interpret what I'm saying completely different from the way I interpret it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it goes the same with the spreads, like self-love and sex. 
it could be anything. It could really just tell you what you need to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you went into creating these spreads to to like explore these questions. Was it a matter of just kind of formulating the right kinds of questions that the cards are good at giving feedback on? Or is, I, I know so little about tarot, I almost don't know how to phrase this question, but was there like <laughs> something particularly practical about the ways you lay out the cards that has to do with asking these questions about sex and kink? Like, I'm just curious how, how you kind of create a spread from scratch. Well, that's a really good question. And these specific spreads, I only mm-hmm. came up with the questions for them. Okay. I actually had a friend of mine who has been reading tarot many years more than me mm-hmm. create the layouts because with me, I really am good at just laying out cards in a flat line and going through them. <laughs> but mm-hmm. often when you do make a spread, the cards when when you see them if you're in person and you see the cards the way mm-hmm. they the way they're laid out um they could connect to one each to one another through a bridge which is when a card is laid diagonally between two cards mm-hmm. and that card you read is like you read it as a bridge and it helps you kind of connect the two things and see how it's all meshing together does that mm-hmm. make sense mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a collaborative <laughs> process with your friend to come up with like the right layout to suit the questions that you came up with. Yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, coming up with the questions also was really hard because you don't want to just give too broad of a question. You can just, mm-hmm. you can't just say, how can I love myself better? You want to say, how can I love myself better emotionally? Because mm-hmm. they could say you can love yourself better financially like this. You can love yourself better sexually like this. So you want to mm-hmm. really be specific. So creating these spreads, I had to really sit down and think, what are some things that people want to know? And then how can I make these specific enough that the cards will give them a specific answer? Mm-hmm. Right. I love that approach. I love the specificity of that because I feel like a lot of advice on self-love is just very like, love yourself, accept yourself. It's th- it's a good thing to do. And it's like, well, if you're coming from a place of really feeling the opposite of that, it's very hard to just hear that advice and figure out how to, you know, make it actionable for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's been, like, a lifelong process for me, like, in therapy and also just, like, in my personal working on myself. Um, and, yeah, I think that it's so lovely to give people, like, specific suggestions or specific things to think about in this regard. Because oftentimes the ways that you can love yourself better are, like, not necessarily things that would have occurred to you, which is mm-hmm. why you maybe struggle with them. Or exactly. not necessarily things you want to do. Right. (laughs) Like they may have occurred to you. You may have chosen not to do them for a great many reasons, even if they're good for you. I don't know. Just maybe speaking from experience or something. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think like there's a lot of self-love advice that's like stand naked in front of the mirror and and look at yourself. And it's like there are a whole bunch of people who for a whole bunch of reasons really struggle with that, myself included, Mm -hmm. to the point that it's like yeah, it's going to be difficult and it's going to like make you examine your issues and maybe be helpful eventually. But like the actual moment of it is really hard to do. And so I think it can be good to have like multiple routes to kind of achieve the same result, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I've always actually hated that piece of advice because 
Personally, for me, standing in the mirror and looking at myself naked would just give me anxiety. It would make the problem worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just sit there like, okay, I don't like this, and I am uncomfortable, and I would like it to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that you definitely hit the nail on the head with that. You know, that piece of advice may not work for everybody, and it mm-hmm. may not work in the short term, in what, which is what you probably need. Mm-hmm. And the long term, sure, it might help, but at the same time, it might not because it might be too hard to do for it to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. And I love that you're focusing on self-love and sexuality because I think there's so much like information and also misinformation about how those two things should intersect. Like we, we've talked a fair bit on this show about how like we don't like the advice like you have to love yourself before you can love or be loved by anybody else because it's just like I don't know that that seems kind of like ableist in a way and like really dismissive of some people's experiences and mm-hmm. seems to be claiming that people who struggle with self image like don't deserve love. Um, And I think that it's so much more of like a gradual process rather than be something that you just like achieve and now magically you're okay. Yeah, definitely. It seems like now would be a really great time to get a tarot reading on some of these subjects, sex, dating, self-image, because so many people have been like re-examining their relationships to sexuality and dating through the pandemic. Um, So if someone is wanting to like get back out there and like reignite their dating life post pandemic. Like, is there a particular type of reading that you would recommend for them? Um, if they wanted to get out and reexamine their life, their dating life, honestly, I would just recommend a dating spread, just something as simple mm-hmm. as a dating spread, but maybe mesh it with, um, a personal spread on how you feel about the pandemic. And despite if you feel anxious or depressed or excited, it could mm-hmm. really, change the tone of the reading and the advice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's such a strange time with regards to like self-image. This is a very like zoomed out esoteric thought, but I just feel like so many people are like re-examining their entire identities at this moment. Like we've mm-hmm. heard so many stories about people like mm-hmm. discovering new like gender identities or like kinks and stuff during the pandemic. And it just seems like a really good moment to like take stock of how you're feeling and like what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you'd like, I can actually, you know, do a tarot reading for anybody and, um, and you know, help with the self-love or, you know, what you what you need to get out of going out there and putting yourself out there again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted to do, like, a live uh, tarot reading on the podcast, which we've been lucky enough to do, like, a couple of times on this show, but for, like, different things. And it's always interesting, like people's different approaches to it um Mm -hmm. do you maybe want to do one for bex bex is do you want to i mean yeah sure you can if you are particularly excited and we're only doing one you can also do one i'm not like no i mean i just feel like i've been talking too much (laughs) (laughs) not at all but yes we can we can absolutely do one for me okay and bex are you okay if i just do one on self-love and how you can love yourself better emotionally Sure. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. I will try my best not to cling my cards on the table because I am notorious (laughs) for just banging them around. Yeah, but it's such a satisfying sound. I have no idea how it sounds through a microphone, but like in person, the sounds of like nice solid tarot cards is just particularly satisfying kind of card. It's it's like the sound of wisdom. (laughs) 
Do you mind me asking about your deck? I know that a lot of tarot readers have very strong feelings about the deck that they use. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I'm so glad you asked me. The deck (laughs) that I'm using right now is called the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle. Oh, those are so pretty. Yes, they are. They're (laughs) gorgeous. And they speak to me so loud. And I like to call them my mental health and self-love and self-examination deck because they're so kind and gentle. Nice. They are the gentlest deck. Do you have several decks that you go to for, like, different types of readings? I had a friend who, like, told me that they had, like, their one deck that, you know, would just give you a solid reading, you know, whenever, whatever. And their favorite deck was one that, if it liked you, would rip you to shreds. And if it didn't like you, would just be like, tell him he's going to meet a nice man. Yeah, tall, dark, and handsome. He's going to be lovely. It's fine. He's going to have a great time. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious because yes, I do. (laughs) I have my go-to deck and it's a Mm -hmm. mean deck. This deck is a bitch. (laughs) Uh And it's called the Housewives Tarot. I post a lot Mm. about it on my Instagram. I'm always taking pictures of it. And um, I like to say it's like the sassiest deck. It'll rip you to shreds. (laughs) But after it's done ripping you to shreds, you'll cry, but you'll be happy about it. (laughs) Like a good dom, I feel right. like. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes you just That's need something, something to tell you the truth, you know? Yeah, sometimes you just need to be consensually ripped to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the tarot decks will definitely do that. If you if you read them, that's the permission that they get. <laughs> and, um, like, while that deck is my go-to deck it for, like, a catch-all deck, I have mm-hmm. another deck, which is better for financial questions, which mm. is, I think, the Witch's Tarot, the Modern Witch Tarot deck, my bad. Okay. And um, it's really good for um, just financial questions for me. It might not be like that for others, but for me, it definitely is. And I'm also, I'm so sorry if you guys can hear me shuffling this deck over here. No, it's like tarot ASMR. I'm into it. <laughs> Thematic. It's fine. <laughs> Sound effects, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I am pulling your cards, Bex, and I'm going to pull four of them. So four pieces of advice for how you can love yourself better emotionally. So I will read them one at a time. And um, our first card we've got, become the elixir. Let your glow do the heavy lifting. So this card is really saying that... You are dealing with a lot right now Mm -hmm. and you kind of feel weighed down and you're feeling like you're a cup that's overly full and you you need to tip out some of that liquid Mm -hmm. and it just feels like everything is so heavy on you. And what it's saying is let your inner self, that, that higher self of you, do all that work. Let it hold that proverbial cup of liquid mm-hmm. that's too heavy for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, let let everything about you that you love do the hard work. Because mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done. But often I feel like we allow our sadness or our anxieties or, our, you know, just depression sometimes to weigh us down that we forget that Mm -hmm. there's something inside of us that can really help lift us up Mm -hmm. and this card is saying you have a bright glow you really do bex and it's saying let that glow kind of lift not only you up 
but lift up those emotions that have been weighing you down lately. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh. So <laughs> we have the second card, the call. Mm-hmm. Honor the whisper of your soul. This is, this is a really interesting card for me and for reading mm-hmm. it for you. So this card is saying you're in the, in the process of a transition mm-hmm. and, um, and you're, you're, you're doing what you need to do thus far, but it's saying that you really, really actually need to take everything that's inside of you that you know that you want and you need to go for it. You need to mm-hmm. honor yourself, honor what you want. You know, mm-hmm. go forward and go forth. <laughs> go forward and go forth. <laughs> but um, it's saying that, you know, it's time for you to really listen to what you want and go forward because you mm-hmm. deserve it. And it's hard sometimes to think that we don't, that we deserve things. And sometimes it's easier to think that we don't deserve stuff. Mm-hmm. But this card is saying you definitely deserve it and it's time to let go of some of the things that have been holding you back and holding you down mm-hmm. and um it's time for you to listen to what you have been thinking the mm-hmm. things that you have been feeling that you haven't been so sure on making a move on okay and so then we have the unknown is your friend. Lean in to embrace what's next. This card is saying that you have a fear of the future. And and that's that's okay. Everybody fears the future, but this card is saying that you fear disastrous things in the future. Like mm-hmm. like the world's gonna crumble and fall on its head. Mm-hmm. But it can't, it did that already. Oh right. <laughs> no precedent for that no reason to be worried (laughs) but it's just it's definitely saying you want to embrace the next day you want to look forward Mm. to the next day because who knows what the next day holds i actually see a lot of good things coming to you Mm -hmm. and within the next three months oh well look at me go so So within the next rest of this year yeah didn't even notice both in that rest of the year you're gonna be you're gonna get a lot of good surprises excellent and then for our last card we have divine drunkenness surrender to your spiritual reverie um and this one is saying basically you want to go to the next level you want to surrender yourself to the next level whether Mm. you're a spiritual person or not it's saying that you want to surrender yourself to something higher and that could be even just your higher self Mm -hmm. and your higher self is just it's a lovely it's a lovely person it's it's a lot to go into so it'll be hard to go into (laughs) right now but um that's a whole podcast in itself <laughs> and I, whole i'm refraining episode. like quite hard from making a weed joke about my higher self so i just want <laughs> appreciation from all of you for that i'm like my higher self no hang on let me grab my bong <laughs> sometimes your higher I self is your him. higher self that's like, that's so true though <laughs> it's true yeah. it's true. not all sometimes- the time but certainly sometimes <laughs> I think that when you like, you know, you can also mix weed and tarot, in my opinion, yeah. because mm-hmm. it does unlock. Sometimes weed does unlock that that higher sense of self, that intuition, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's so real. Yeah. 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 So this card is just saying 
you know, surrender to that higher something. And that higher something mm-hmm. could be you if you're not, you know, spiritual in the sense of God or gods or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So in summation, this card is saying, <laughs> the cards all together are saying, it's time to honor yourself. It's time to let that glow in you shine. It's time to embrace everything about you. It's time to embrace the next day, embrace the unknown about yourself. It's time for you to look up to yourself and embrace everything you've done so far and realize how you're divine in your own ways and how you're yourself in a divine entity. Oh, well, I... Wow. Cool. I mean, wow. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really beautifully said. Yeah. yeah. It's it's making me think about uh, a lot of things about Bex's life right now. Like, <laughs> you, you are going through, like, some transitions. Like, yeah. And also, you've been talking about, like, trying to access, like, different, like, spiritual states through kink. And... Yeah. Know. And I've been certainly putting a lot more time into following the work that, like, does feel like the work I'm here to do or the work that I care about putting out into the world rather than the work I do for capitalism. Um, and like finding the ways that like I am comfortable, like, cause I do also, you know, need to pay my bills. So, um, where, (laughs) where do those two things intersect and overlap and what parts of the work I do, um, are going to help, me pay my bills and how am I going to pay my bills in ways that I can continue to do the work I do without needing to charge an arm and a leg to people who can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, So like that is something I'm definitely in the midst of kind of working with and understanding how to balance caring for myself and keeping myself alive and also doing the work that really matters to me and is really important to me. Um, So Mm -hmm. a lot of that is ringing true. Um, with all of that stuff. This week's episode of The Dildorks is sponsored by AudioDesires.com, which is a really cool audio erotica website where you can find professionally produced audio erotica files voiced by passionate voice actors with realistic storylines as well as more kind of like fantastical storylines that are very fun. Mm -hmm. It's body positive. It's kink positive. They have something for every mood. It's a really cool website. What Audio Desires file were you enjoying this week, Bex? So I was listening to mine like right before we started recording this uh, and I picked one called Siren Song um, (laughs) because I'm a pervert uh, and the ideas of sirens are quite fun. And it was like, honestly, I was telling you right before we started recording, I had to like wait a second to log on to record so I could get to the very end of the thing because I'm not quite sure if the siren killed us at the end. (laughs) But, like, I kind of think she did, and I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, that's uh, death play. Just a little bit of light death play. Yeah, just real light, but she she keeps you all, like, (laughs) blissed out and, like, very turned on. So you don't even really care that she has kidnapped you and you can't quite find your boat anymore. Wow. I mean, that's good erotica if they can make you not care about your own death. That's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's quite good. What were you listening to? 
I listened to one that was called Hot for Teacher because how could I not? Mm. That title is like mm-hmm. several of my kinks. Um, and yeah, I scrolled past it and thought of you. <laughs> totally. And it was this uh, hot-sounding dude professor who's having a very busy time in his first week of classes, and he's relying on his cute female TA. Um, and it's mm. kind of like switching back and forth between his inner monologue and dialogue between them. And I really enjoyed it in part because uh, it was much more consent focused than like teacher student fantasies usually are. Like mm-hmm. he was internally grappling with his attraction to her and deciding to remain professional. And then she was the one who kind of like initiated things and pushed them to the next level. Um, I think he said like, you don't have to call me professor. And she was like, but I like calling you professor. And I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is so my kinks. Uh, so, I yeah, love I that. that. And I love that, like, I don't know, it's consent-focused, but also for me, part of what's so hot about those things is the, like, oh, we shouldn't, and, like, grappling with the, like, oh, but they're really hot, but that's a bad idea. Yep. Um, so, like, that's also really hot for me to hear that inner monologue, as well as just, like, makes me feel better about what I'm listening to. Yep, totally. This website continues to surprise me. Um, So it's the same deal as we've been saying. Uh, You can listen to up to four stories for free on audiodesires.com before you decide if you want to sign up for a membership. And then if you want, you can use our code DILDORKS, that's D-I-L-D-O-R-K-S, to get 50% off an annual premium membership or 20% off a monthly premium membership. And then you can listen to as many stories as you want. And they post two new ones every week. It's pretty awesome. It's a lot of variety. So check that out. Use our code DILDORKS. And thank you for the support. Um, I actually have a quick question for you, Bex. Yeah. And um, I'm asking it because the, re- the listeners might not know. But are you sexually, if you don't mind my asking, a dom- dominating? A dom- I switch, but switch. right now, yeah, in my f- in my full time dynamic, yeah, I'm on the toppy side of the slash. That's so funny because I definitely get a dommy energy from your divine drunkenness card, and it kind <laughs> of connected me back to what Kate said with mm-hmm. you know you trying to explore yourself spiritually with kinks and with sex. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. just so funny that that this card is a dummy card for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> makes <Jesus>. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's making me wonder. And Wendy, if you don't want to answer this because it's too personal, or whatever, feel free not to. But um, do you experience kink as like a spiritual or a, or a magical thing? Because we've been talking about that more recently, and I definitely feel like it is. But I, my thoughts on it are like not fully formed right now. You know. Um, actually, I don't mind answering that. And it's yes and no. Some kinks for me are not spiritual at all or not magically charged, whereas mm-hmm. some are. Like, for example, when, I, uh, when I'm just in the mood for, like, a rough beat-down session and I'm a submissive. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a switch, but I lean more to the submissive side. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the mood to just get a beat-down session, I like to say that that is not my spiritual kink time. My spiritual kink mm-hmm. time is more when I am wanting to be treated like a little, like worshipped mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. treated 
beautifully and handled preciously. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of intersects for me is um, when I want to be treated in a softer way because I find spirituality to be something that you can, that embraces you and that you can embrace. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so fascinating. Cause for me, yeah. some of my heaviest scenes are things I would think of as some of my most like transcendent and spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, the the thing that I name as spiritual or as like connecting to spirit or whatever we want to call the entity of a soul or whatever that feels like, um, feels like connecting with my physicality and my the meat suit that I live in and exploring the ways that like the different ways that I can inhabit my body and the different experiences that I can feel both within and having done to my body. So pushing those limits and getting into these blissed out transcendent states are what often what feels like, wow, my body is a magical spiritual thing that is able to do this for me. It is a like powerful mystical thing. Um, and this is like an experience that is an allowing me to connect with that. So it's so fascinating to me that like both of us can access this somewhat spiritual place in two very different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing I think about spirituality is that mm-hmm. it's not the same for any two people. Like the mm-hmm. way I mm-hmm. experience spirituality may not be the same way Kate experiences spir- spirituality mm-hmm. and the way Kate experiences it might not be the way you experience it. Mm-hmm. And it's just unique to each person. It's just so beautiful, in my opinion, just magic and spirituality. And mm-hmm. I know that um, a lot of people think when they think spirituality, they automatically think, and I do not mean to offend anybody if this is their chosen spiritual path, they mm-hmm. automatically think, oh, Christianity. Right. Because, you know, it's it's a widely known religion. And mm-hmm. it's like spirituality can be so, so, so much more than just religion. It can be just connecting to yourself, connecting to the world, connecting to the earth. It's it, it's just so great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm reminded listening to you folks talk about this, about like Catholic practices of like self-flagellation and other mm-hmm. forms of like ritualistic sadomasochism that are seemingly to me about guilt and about obligation to some kind of god or something and um i always find it interesting to read about the history of like self-flagellation in, in christianity because to me it, it seems like these are people who maybe if they live today would be kinky, um, who are aware of some kind of ability to access some kind of higher power through pain or through enduring a difficult experience, but they had to frame it in a different way because they didn't have the framework of kink through which to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way that I experience uh, like a spiritual dimension of kink is often through um, when I'm taking so much pain or so much sensation that my mind just goes somewhere else. I guess like meditation. It's mm-hmm. that moment during a meditation or a really intense sadomasochistic scene where your brain is just sort of shut off, where there are no thoughts mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the divine kind of feels like it floods in to some extent. And mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful moment. It's like the little death Um and it's in such stark contrast to the people who use pain as like a way of cleansing themselves of sin or whatever. Like that's not how I experience it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's something to be guilty about or a punishment. I think that it's like 
a beautiful reward in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that you say that. Oh, but it's so interesting <laughs> that you say that because um, pain and suffering and suffering, even if it's consensually, Mm-hmm. can be used actually to access a higher self, a higher dimension, a higher power. Because um, through pain and through hardship, new things can be reborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, even a higher level of yourself in a kink way, and kink-wise, can be mm-hmm. accessed through pain because pain is, a, I would like to say, a just a natural bringer of change and mm-hmm. a natural way to access a different part of yourself or a different part of the world or the brain. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's really interesting that you say that because it actually, there is factual facts behind that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And even speaking biologically, I mean, pain releases endorphins and, um, it creates a state that is also associated with, you know, love or, um, you know, very pleasurable experiences mm-hmm. uh, neurochemically. So it makes total sense to me that it would operate similarly in, in folks um, in terms of like, it can be very inspiring, it can be very freeing, it can be very euphoric. Um, it's just a really unique space. And I think that like, this is what people were were reaching toward in past centuries when they tried to use pain in order to access divinity. But I think that you kind of have to have a basic understanding of kink in some sense in order to really use it in, in like the safest and most consensual and healthy way. Um, because yeah, I think a lot of people like continue to equate pain with punishment and like, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. Mm -mm, Not at all. Pain is sometimes, I don't know if, if you're like me, but uh, pain is a reward for me. When I <laughs> yeah. am being, when I want to feel noticed or I want attention, I will act out because I want a spanking. <laughs> I need yeah. a spanking mm-hmm. and I like it. So I will mm-hmm. act out for it. And like pain definitely can be rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And totally like for, for me living in a, in a body that has chronic pain that is non-consensual like I find it also really beautiful and transformative to have pain that I explicitly asked for and agreed to mm. um because it's just a diff it's it's more intentional it's more consensual it's it's a happier experience than the mm-hmm. pain that just is like inflicted on me just as a result of living in my body it's really lovely mm-hmm. um we do have more time if yes, you'd like to do a say. reading for me yeah <laughs> I, you know what? I am a slut for a good tarot reading. <laughs> I love giving tarot reading, so I can definitely give you one. Would you like the same um, subject that Bex had? Um, yeah, I'm actually going through like a ton of really heavy shit in terms of my like self love journey. Like I've been in active like trauma therapy for the past year, working through childhood shit, and um, yeah, so I think that would be really lovely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Woo! And when you say going to therapy working through childhood shit trauma Woo, baby i feel you (laughs) (laughs) there's always more to work on oh right it's it's the gift that keeps giving (laughs) yeah that's trauma for (laughs) you yep (laughs) now if you don't mind my asking um kate Mm -hmm. when you say you have chronic pain do you often like find yourself just 
worn out from it, like emotionally. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of fatigue, like both physically and emotionally associated with it. Um, and it definitely makes me feel like if I've had a bad pain day at the end of the day, I'll, I'll often be pretty overwhelmed and um, not great at socializing or like being a good friend or partner. Like I feel like I, I'm just you know, I'm an empty husk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's mm -hmm. a, definitely a struggle for me with, with having pain. Gosh, yeah, I can't imagine chronic pain. My girlfriend suffers from chronic pain and like fibromyalgia and just a lot of different things. And I take my hat off to people who have these chronic illnesses and disabilities, mm -hmm. because, you know, just living with that day in and day out takes strength, so much strength and just it's just, it's so much more of a battle than you see. Yeah, totally. Yep. Alrighty, I'm about ready to pull these cards for you. So we're <laughs> going to pull four cards. And let's see what they have to say. How can Kate love themselves better? So we have the return. Own your mastery. <laughs> so this is saying... The things that you find yourself the best in, it's time for you to retreat to those things because it's time for you to remind yourself why and how you are great. Um, I see um, a star in this card and it's in my head, the North Star. So it says return home to the things that feel like home. Return mm -hmm. if that's writing, singing, playing music it's time to return to those things and kind of pour yourself into them because they will in return pour themselves into you mm, that's beautiful and then we have make the grade with flying colors remember you signed up for this so this card is kind of funny in my opinion because it's saying you signed up for this <laughs> <laughs> but what it means is it's time for you to remember that the things that are kind of hard in your life right now, some of them you may have signed up for, be it like, let's just say you have a blog post to write for a company that paid you. And it's hard and you don't want to do it, but you have to remember sometimes these things are good for you. And mm -hmm. it just takes you to another level of skill. And so it's good to remember that some of these things that you did sign up for, well, you signed up for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to pursue them, pursue them wholeheartedly and to put your mm -hmm. all into them because that will make you feel good seeing that you did what you needed to do and you did it at a good high level or even just barely did it. It just shows <laughs> that you did it. And that in mm -hmm. itself is something to celebrate. We have wow, you're you're speaking to my soul. The way that you put these things is so beautiful. Sorry to interrupt oh, you. Oh no, but just it's like <laughs> I just feel like you're yeah, you're doing what I love about tarot, which is you're you're saying a thing that just like it feels like it resonates on multiple levels and reminds me of multiple different things. And I'm just like, wow, that's that's true. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's the reaction I love. That shows I'm doing something right. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so we have Ally in Disguise. Discover the heart to find blessing. This one is saying it's time to turn to yourself and it's time to see all... I'm sorry, I get emotional sometimes reading tarot because these cards speak so loudly. It's time mm. for you to see all those things that you dislike about yourself and look at them as blessings. It's time mm. for you to look at yourself and look at yourself as a blessing, even at the parts that are quote unquote ugly, the parts that you don't want to look at because mm -hmm. you and yourself are a blessing as a whole being. Even as like a little human sack of flesh, just walking the earth right now, you're a blessing. You're a blessing to yourself. You're a blessing to others. I know that finding your blog and finding this podcast, you've been a blessing to me because you inspire me. You 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 are some of um, the, the, the main inspiration. When I go to my blog, I say to myself, I want to do a job like a piffera. And Kate, they are amazing. Wow. <laughs> and they are Thank really you. good at what they do. And they tell a story. And that's what I want to do. So you are a blessing, even in those places that aren't your friend, really. Thank you. You're going to make me cry over here. <laughs> this is an emotional episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're all crying. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Whale of a Time. Your charge is to enlarge. This card is saying... It's time for you to be the biggest you you can be. It's time for you to take up the room, fill up the space. It's time for you to be Kate. <laughs> true and true to yourself. Even those things that you think, oh, I might annoy people when I do this. No, it's time to do those things. Because <laughs> what you do is for yourself. It's not for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And even things that feel like you're doing it for someone else, it's for you. You are, you need to pour into yourself. It's time for you to take charge of your life, of yourself, and to be the most quote unquote obnoxious version of you that you can be. Because it's time for that. It's time for that in your life. And it's time for that in your journey to self-love to be you all the way and not just half mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of you um, holding back in this card. A lot of you um, just kind of making yourself smaller as to not take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. But this card is saying it's time for you to just like let yourself out of that shell because you will grow and you will find that people love you as large as you can become. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that is so beautiful and, and really resonant to me right now because I'm like my first book is coming out in a couple months and I'm feeling a lot of like resistance to promoting it too much. Like I'm just like there's so much going on in the world and so many people are like also writing great things. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's I just wrote this thing. I don't know. You can read it if you want or like <laughs> don't if you want. Um, and I'm just feeling very, uh, yeah, like you said, a very much an impulse to like shrink myself down, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is like not really what you're supposed to be doing when your first book is coming out. Um, and yeah, you're totally right. I need to be better about like owning that and like feeling okay promoting it and like, you know, celebrating that I think it's good. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. That's really lovely. Of course. And in summation, all of these cards are saying it's time to face yourself, find the things that you do love about yourself 
and go back to them. Find the things you don't really love about yourself and look at the blessings that there are in that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's time for you to be to be you because it, these cards are saying you've spent a lot of time not being you to your full capacity and you've mm-hmm. been scared to and you've been kind of just overwhelmed and you're like do I want to do this do I want to show this part of myself do I want to share this do I want to do this yes you do this is what the cards mm-hmm. are saying it's time <laughs> <laughs> thank you well if you say that I should then I will <laughs> <laughs> wow really beautiful yeah I, I feel like um, what you're talking about there in terms of like turning your, your disadvantages into advantages or you know um, emphasizing all the things about yourself that even the things that you don't really like like that I'm having a lot of those feelings about like disability and chronic pain and whatnot lately and um, feeling you know held back by that and and unable to do the things that I want to do but then I also noticed at the same time that when I lean into that I'm potentially helping people by writing about these things and and I get a lot of messages from people being like this is so great you should write more about this and uh, yeah, it's really wonderful to be able to change that hardship into something that can help people. Absolutely. Um, mm. There was a post you wrote a very long time ago, and I <laughs> might know the name of it still. I think it was called Little Girl Blue. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I love that post. I worked so I worked for a long time on that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. When I, t- when I read that post... I cried real tears. There was snot. <laughs> there were tears. My eyes were puffy. My eyes were bloodshot. It was crazy. Because, <laughs> because it was a hard post for you to write. And I could tell that. And I was mm. going through something, no lie, that was so, so similar. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's like she's in my life. It's like she sees me. <laughs> and so, yeah, by writing about those hardships and those things that are hard, you are definitely helping some people because hell I was definitely helped (laughs) (laughs) well thank you that's that's so kind yeah I I gotta go reread that post it's been a while I think it was like kind of an emotionally difficult post so I didn't like revisit it that much um I don't even really remember all the things that I talked about it but I will go reread that because that makes me really happy that you liked that post oh I loved Mm. it it's kind of what got me like hook line and sinker into your blog (laughs) I was just like, oh, Lord, I'm going to be obsessed. And I was. I read your blog literally for, like, I think six hours straight. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that makes me feel so good. Thank you. That's really sweet. Um, This has been such a fun time. Was there anything else about any of the stuff that we talked about today that you felt like you wanted to discuss more? Yeah. Don't let tarot cards intimidate you. Literally anybody can learn tarot because I like to say this. They're nothing but cardboard. They're paper stock. That's what they are. <laughs> what comes, what what makes them magical is the person that holds the cards. You know, they won't tell you anything you're not ready to hear. They won't tell mm. you anything terrifying. They won't hurt you. Well, they might hurt you, but <laughs> <laughs> they won't hurt you in a way that you don't need to be hurt. Mm. Um, so don't be scared of tarot. If you're interested in it, pick up a book about it. Buy a deck of cards or go to somebody who reads tarot and ask for your tarot to be read. And Mm. don't be scared of it. Just like you don't want to be scared to love yourself. Because even in loving, even in finding the um, hard things to hear through tarot and finding the hard things to love yourself about, 
it still takes you to a new path of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. always great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautifully said. Um, Wendy, thank you so much for joining us and for the readings. This was really enlightening and thought-provoking. Um, before we wrap up, could you please tell our listeners where they can find you online and where they can book you for a reading? Sure. You can find me online on Twitter and on Instagram at The Winchworks. And you can find me on my blog, thewinchworks.com, where you can go and book a reading. You can book it directly through my site. Or if you don't feel like going to my site, you can send me a DM and I will be more than happy to read for you. Great. And I should say also like the readings that we did in this episode were like specifically condensed because it's a podcast and it's not Mm -hmm. quite the same thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's so much more that you can get out of a reading as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so would recommend. I've been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. My book is available for pre-order. It's coming out in October. You can find that at 101kinkythings.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And you can listen to my other podcast. It's called Question Box. Where is your stuff, Bex? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing and information about my workshops at bextalksex.com. I have quite a few workshops coming up. The next one is on the 26th and I'm not sure how a time travel works uh, so that may be coming up soon or have just come out depending on when this workshop I'll put a uh, link if it is coming up soon <laughs> if not there are two in September and if you're going to be at Dark Odyssey Summer Camp I will be teaching twice there as well so I would love to see you for that I'm also on Twitter at Bex Talk Sex. I'm also very naked on the internet at Billy Lore on Twitter and on Just for Fans. If you want to go check me out over there, I've had a couple of really exciting collabs this month that I'm releasing over there that you Ooh. should absolutely check out. Yeah, pe- like some real, real cute people and some real fun T for T threesomes, and it's just Ooh. it's a good time. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> had so much fun. I was editing a bunch this afternoon. Anyway, together. We're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You could help us keep doing what we're doing and throw a couple of bucks our way by going to patreon.com slash thedildorks. Thank you so much to Protodome, who did our theme song. His music's at protodome.bandcamp.com. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. She is at starboots underscore on Twitter. Thank you so much to our wonderful guest, Wendy Phillips. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. Yay. Yay. That was so fun. Thank you, Wendy. Mm-hmm.